This episode of the Security Ledger podcast is sponsored by Altitude Networks. Altitude uses cutting-edge technology to protect your company's cloud data against unauthorized access, accidental or malicious sharing, and theft. The company's technology secures cloud collaboration and cloud SaaS applications with efficiency, digging deep into patterns and variations in risk identification with intelligent automation. Altitude constantly prioritizes your security to make sure the most important data stays the most secure. Check them out at altitudenetworks.com. This is the Security Ledger Podcast, and I'm Paul Roberts, Editor-in-Chief at the Security Ledger. In this week's episode of the podcast, number 156, it's Hacker Summer Camp time as the Black Hat briefings kick off this week in Las Vegas alongside the B-Sides Las Vegas show and, of course, the DEF CON conference. As the world's top security professionals gather on the Las Vegas Strip, one question that will be hanging in the air is how to secure the vast and growing cloud-based infrastructure structure that runs not just dynamic unicorns like Slack and Lyft, but industry stalwarts up and down the Fortune 500. The recent breach at Capital One is a fresh reminder of the risk that goes along with cloud adoption. In that incident, information on more than 100 million credit card applicants was snatched from an Amazon S3 storage bucket by a rogue AWS employee. That prompted at least one U.S. senator in recent days to demand an explanation by Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos of how such a breach could happen. Our guest this week knows a thing or two about securing vast cloud-based infrastructure. Michael Coates is the former chief information security officer at Twitter and the CEO and co-founder of Altitude Networks, a startup that does data security for cloud collaboration platforms. Altitude's just emerged from stealth mode with a $9 million A round and will be demonstrating its technology at Black Hat's Innovation City. In this conversation, Michael and I talk about how cloud-based collaboration platforms like G Suite, Office 365, and Dropbox present a unique challenge to the security industry, how to effectively address security problems at massive scale. It's a challenge that Coates experienced firsthand at Twitter. To start off, I asked Michael to talk a little bit about Altitude Networks and what the company's technology does. Michael Coates, CEO and co-founder of Altitude Networks. You know, very briefly, you know, what we do is we're focusing on the new challenges of security as companies switch into the cloud and specifically when they adopt cloud collaboration platforms like Google Drive or Box or Dropbox. Uh, It makes it super easy for employees to share and collaborate on files, which is fantastic. But if you've ever had a document shared to the wrong person or wondered, hey, how did this person get access or how did this leak publicly? Uh, Imagine how often that happens uh, every day inside of a large company or even a small company. Uh, And so we solve that problem. We give companies visibility and control with that context and understanding to know when sensitive documents are shared in the wrong ways and in the wrong hands. So you have a really interesting kind of background and path to the CEO role at Altitude, uh, including pretty prominent role at Twitter. Uh, Talk just a little bit about your own path to, uh, to where you are now. I'm pretty excited that my journey to co-founding a company and leading a CEO 
is rooted in a practitioner background and an appreciation for the space. Uh, and I think you'll see that in everything we do. We don't come out with ambulance chasing headlines saying that the only thing you need to worry about is nation states and advanced threats and this and that. Uh, instead, we focus on real problems with solutions that work inside of security programs. And I think that's because previously at Twitter, I was the CISO uh, for a number of years, and it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic time, a very interesting and challenging environment. And I really appreciate you know, what, what Twitter can provide for the world as a public platform and empowering those around the world to, you know, to speak out, uh, to give voice to the, to the little person, so to speak. But my career has always been in, in security. So running the, the security program at Twitter, um, I was head of security uh, at Mozilla for a number of years. And prior to all of that, uh, you know, a hands-on practitioner. So I was in application security, you know, doing security code reviews and application pen tests, you know, full stack testing at one day. And even even my first role out of out of school was in a red team role, including social engineering, both remote and in person, which, which is fascinating. <laughs> but I think through all of that, I got a strong appreciation for, you know, what really mattered. What what did it take to actually you know, exploit something or defend something, you know, right on the console. And from the perspective of a company, when you start to take a few steps back and look at the myriad of threats and risks that you are facing or could be facing, thinking about how you build confidence in your controls, how you identify what risks you have, and then how you do the next most challenging thing, which is of all those potential risks, how do you prioritize and choose which solutions to build business support for and then how to tackle them? Mm -hmm. And that was really the big switch from a individual hands-on contributor in security to running a program, which is how do we think about solving something at, at massive, massive scale that we can rely on? So you mentioned when we talked um, kind of offline that the idea for Altitude really came out of a frustration that you encountered shopping for a solution as chief security officer at Twitter. Talk about that. As you're looking at the threats that you face as a company and the, the items to be concerned about, there's both theoretical issues that you could dream up that have perhaps a low likelihood and uh, you can debate the potential impacts. There's other things that have more frequency and you see every day, day in and day out. In many cases, you go back to basics and say, do we have core controls in place for these types of things? And so you think about the standard things like endpoint security, think about your secure SDLC. But one of the things that I noticed specifically was as we were very much a cloud forward company at Twitter and you know early adopters of G Suite and Google Drive um, and platforms like Box and Dropbox. The traditional controls that you put in place in a company didn't apply and didn't provide the benefits that you needed in those new environments. Because data is designed to be moving freely and empower easy collaboration for employees, we lacked the ability to understand how that data was moving. And when there was, if there was ever a compromise of an account for any sort of reason, you would have to spend quite a bit of time mm -hmm. reviewing logs to try and figure out, did anything happen to that account? Uh, did it access any data, et cetera? If a document, like I said, fell into the wrong hands, you would wonder what, what could have happened at the cloud layer to 
facilitate that. Or if there was a contractor exit or a contentious employee offboard, the notion of saying, well, let's make sure nothing goes awry with this account was really, really painful and almost not possible in these cloud environments. And so I went to the market looking for a solution. And there are some that play on the fringes. There's CASBs that help with shadow IT. They dip their toe in this notion of document security, but it's very surface level. So that wasn't helping me. There's encryption solutions that can put an entire encryption infrastructure in place and encrypt everything in the cloud. But that was incredibly heavy handed and I didn't want to impact features and usability and have all that work. We really were at a gap. Like how do we get this easy to use visibility and control over where the data is moving and in a way that I can trust and scale and automate because I don't need 10,000 files that are publicly shared. That's just like, there's a bunch of files that are publicly shared. That's fine. <laughs> I need the specifics, the accuracy, mm-hmm. the context. And so after I talked with, you know, my peer CISOs in our, what I call CISO support group. Um, <laughs> so group therapy really, isn't it? Yes. It, it, it takes some mental fortitude. That is for <laughs> sure. <laughs> You know, I found out, yeah, they all have the same concern. There's this black box. We know bad things are happening, but we don't know what they are. And no one had a solution. And so that was that pivotal moment of like, well, I need the solution. It's not just a one company thing. Let's make this huge jump. Let's go build that solution. Take Mm -hmm. everything we've learned. And I have to be totally honest. There's no way I could build this on my own. Uh, It wasn't until coming together with my co-founder, Amir Kavassian, and his background in data science and machine learning, actually in fighting fraud on a payments platform, that we could build those two worlds together to start mm-hmm. solving this problem. This episode of the Security Ledger podcast is sponsored by Altitude Networks. Altitude uses cutting-edge technology to protect your company's cloud data against unauthorized access, accidental or malicious sharing, and theft. The company's technology secures cloud collaboration and cloud SaaS applications with efficiency, digging deep into patterns and variations in risk identification with intelligent automation. Altitude constantly prioritizes your security to make sure the most important data stays the most secure. Check them out at altitudenetworks.com. I mean, when we talk about the migration to the cloud, a lot of it is is at the application level, platforms like Slack and Office 365 and Box and Dropbox and so on. But as a practical matter, those are often adopted kind of willy-nilly within enterprises, maybe not Office 365, but some of these other ones are, you know, they might be adopted initially at the at the group level, at the team level, you know, and, and then kind of expand. And my guess is for a lot of these, you're you're kind of coming in after the fact and trying to reimpose a sense of order and policy and oversight onto these these applications that weren't necessarily developed with that in mind. The development of the application is an interesting perspective, and it's also the, the curve of adoption for companies is another interesting angle. Because yes, in, in many cases, there are SaaS applications that are adopted by teams, and that, then you get growing support, and then the company you know, pays for it to be, you know, an official sanctioned app with enterprise capabilities like account management. Um, And in either of those scenarios, the notion of logging, alerting, and visibility, they generally exist in in most of the more prominent platforms. But just having those pieces of information be available is not the same thing as it being useful. And I think we can point at... um, 
sims the entire concept of sims and logging <laughs> from a security perspective just because it's in the sim doesn't mean you have any sort of security defense uh, i think target sure. showed us that they had the the indications of the hack in their sim uh, but it wasn't until they found out six months later they were hacked <laughs> that they actually found it right right and right. so that kind of problem is a lot of the motivation of what we have is you shouldn't need to do tons and tons of work to get that security visibility. And you shouldn't have to have an army of security engineers to babysit a tool to get value. And so as we flip that model on its head, we say, you know, these companies that are adopting these tools, just as the IT and security teams want to have an enterprise version with centralized payment, uh, you know, account administration, plugging in a solution uh, like we're building gives you that, that simple ability to derive security visibility and value. And what's cool about that, and especially with the transition to SaaS applications, is because of this repeatability and the, the predictability of standard APIs, we have that low friction integration. And I think that's really what security teams need. Just like the cloud is building, providing building blocks for developers to move faster, the SaaS applications have that integration where we can move just as fast and you can plug us in in five minutes, have value within the hour or two. Mm -hmm. And this lets teams that are 50 people or 100 people, 500 people get value because it's easy to use, but also it can scale to the needs of a company of thousands of employees. And I think this is a really fascinating change in time as we keep moving forward towards the cloud and all the benefits we can get. So talk about just kind of an application of the of the altitude technologies. Um, you know, how are your how are your customers using it? What types of problems are they solving? The specific problems that people are using our solution for right now, um, we have a few really popular use cases. One of them is to get that understanding of what sensitive documents are being shared in an egregious way or are um, exposed. So for example, the board deck is shared with the whole world. Um, and that's obviously a very sensitive piece of information. Financial earnings are being shared to personal email accounts, or maybe strategic plans are being shared with a third party you've never done business with before, or a privileged document that should be shared with the legal team is shared with the whole company. All of those scenarios are things that any company would want to prevent, but lacked the ability to detect those previously. Um, and the ability to easily fix them. So that's one use case we have, putting that right in front of the user saying, here are these egregious things that we have found, these needles in this massive haystack. The second very popular workflow is around offboarding. When an employee or a contractor is leaving the company, there is the concern over loss of intellectual property. We saw that in the, um, the Google situation with the self-driving cars and intellectual property where thousands of documents were downloaded. And when you step back and say, how did you not see thousands of documents being downloaded? It's a, you know, a tough thing to defend. But when you dive into the details, you can see how without the proper configuration of a solution, it's hard to distinguish that from other activity. Uh, and so a popular use case for us uh, and our solution is to enter in any employee or contractor's information in the system. We show you the dashboard. Here's all the documents they've accessed recently. Here's all the ones they've downloaded. Here's all the documents they've shared with an external account. And by the way, looking at those external accounts, we've identified that one of them is most likely their personal account. You can click on that account, pivot over. Oh, this person's Gmail account has access to 200 documents inside your company. 
would you like to cut access? And do you need to export this to have a discussion with legal about intellectual property? That exact use case actually was uh, demonstrated in one of our smaller companies where the CEO used that exact feature to double check on a contractor. And lo and behold, that contractor had moved documents in a way that wasn't appropriate. And that exported report went straight to legal. So if the CEO is using it, that, that's pretty user-friendly. <laughs> well, exactly. That's actually a driver. We want it to be as usable for a CEO of a small company to use it, yeah. but as effective for a security team and CISO of thousands of people to use it too. And we have both of those extremes right now, uh, which is pretty exciting. Which is something you, we talk about a lot, right? Which is how to get the C-suite and, and I guess by extension, the board kind of engaged in security matters, right? And and feeling like they understand them and have ownership of them rather than, oh, this is a kind of hurried and uncomfortable conversation as part of our overall risk conversation. And I guess one way to do that, of course, is to make these tools more usable for those executives. Definitely. And this is, in security, we deal with lots of very technical issues that are below the covers and nobody sees them and they have to trust you when you talk about them. But this is very much a human challenge. This is not a failure in the cloud application security themselves. The ACLs work fine in all those platforms, but the challenge is human behavior, both mistake and malice. And as we've talked about in uh, many conversations and even some of the keynotes at Black Hat from years ago, the pyramid of, of concerns in security, we focus on that top tip of technical, but below that is all of the abuse and malice and even accident of humans. And so when we focus on that space, it becomes a very relatable and understandable situation. And if you were to ask any C-suite member about this problem, they would immediately give you a specific example of where it's happened to them and where they they know that there is concern. Uh, And so that's why we have such good traction when we talk about this uh, and its benefits to a company. And then the other thing that we're really excited uh, to be to be offering is the ability to push these alerts directly to the employees, because in some situations, it's very clear what needs to happen. It's very clear if your sensitive and internal board deck is shared to the world. The security team knows that shouldn't be shared to the world. No problem. But it's a little bit more nuanced if that 2020 roadmap is being shared with a, a new third party. Is that a business relationship that's supposed to be happening, or is that a leak that we want to stop? And that could be a situation where you actually engage the user through the system, um, almost like a fraud alert. You know, did you just try and buy gas in Atlanta? Uh, You click yes, you click no, automation takes over. And that level of thinking decentralizes security decisions when appropriate and is incredibly helpful for scaling a security effort. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an issue that's that seems to come up in the context of many large incidents. I can remember a few years back with the Sony Pictures reach where you had, you know, pre-release movies stolen and published online. You know, the conversation of, you know, how, you know, how how are they able to steal, you know, terabytes worth of unreleased movies, you know, from this network? I mean, what the heck was going on? But I think one of the points that was made was, well, you know, in a in a really large environment in a media company where you where you do have huge files moving back and forth across your network and out to subcontractors and and so on, then it's it's not that surprising that 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 type of a transfer would take place. But you need to know, you need to have intelligence about who it's being sent to and how this this transfer is different from others that might be uh, allowed. Definitely, and that's the trick to to do something with that 
almost behavioral analysis, but to do it in a way that is accurate and reliable. I think we all got excited a few years ago with the UEBA, uh, User Entity Behavior Analytics companies, um, and their promise to analyze behaviors and detect all the bad things in all the places. What we, I think we all saw was that was a really challenging, big goal. <laughs> uh, and you couldn't do that reliably or accurately. And so by having a more targeted space to work in, that's where you can actually provide that value and, and get the false positive rate low and get the, the trust rate, so to speak, much higher. And that's really the key to have a successful security effort. We're coming up on the Black Hat Conference. It's next week in Las Vegas. And uh, you guys are going to be there as a out-of-stealth company. Talk a little bit if folks are, if our listeners are going to be in Las Vegas for B-Sides or Black Hat or DEF CON. Can they find Altitude anywhere? And if so, where? And what are you guys going to be showing off? Yeah, yeah. We'll be in uh, Innovation City at the Black Hat Conference. We have a, a live demo that you can interact with. And uh, we're actually doing something a little bit fun, kind of to tip our hat. If you've been to a conference or two, you probably have more than enough uh, tchotchkes than you'll ever need. <laughs> and uh, we decided to do something a little bit different. So if you swing by our booth, we'll have a... Uh, uh, you know, take a picture with this sign that we have, and it's, it's called Skip the Swag, Support a Cause. And um, we're going to donate to uh, a good cause in security uh, instead. So we think that's going to be that's a, a great idea. That's a great idea. We don't need any more s- squeeze balls or <laughs> screen cleaners or exactly. any of those things. Exactly. Uh, what a great idea. Okay. I guess I'd ask you to sort of look into the crystal ball. What does security work look like, you know, 10 years hence? Well, I think one thing that we see today will become even more prominent, and we can call it back to basics, which is illustrative of what I mean, but also an oversimplification. But we have to focus on the things we know we need to do everywhere, all the time, at massive scale. And that's really tricky. The Equifax breach was not a very advanced issue. It was Fundamentally, the lack of inventory management, which led to the lack of visibility of an unpatched server, which led to the lack of patching of a known issue. The Capital One breach, fundamentally a lack of control at a spot that should have been. Mm -hmm. So where we end up in the future, where more things are in the cloud, more things are distributed, more things are interconnected, the challenge will not be the latest zero day. The challenge will be, how do you understand all of the assets you have, all of the security controls you have, and which ones of them are properly applied because they all need to be there all the time. When we look at the spectrum of data science, machine learning, AI, one, we need to kill the buzzword use of it. Don't throw around AI. It doesn't help anybody just to throw it around. But two, those things are all in the vein of an accurate solution. So use the right tool for the problem, but use them to report issues with high accuracy that can then, through automated workflows, address the issue. Because I think these are the two fundamental things that are going to apply whether or not cars are fully self-driving. God forbid we have chips inside of our heads. I think that's probably another area. But in all all of these discussions, this fundamental idea will hold true of understanding all the controls and having them applied all the time. Michael Coates, CEO and co-founder of Altitude Networks, thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us on Security Ledger Podcast. 
Thanks so much for having me. This is great. Michael Coates is the co-founder and CEO of Altitude Networks. You've been listening to the Security Ledger podcast. This episode of the Security Ledger podcast was sponsored by Altitude Networks. Altitude uses cutting-edge technology to protect your company's cloud data against unauthorized access, accidental or malicious sharing, and theft. The company's technology secures cloud collaboration and cloud SaaS applications with efficiency, digging deep into patterns and variations in risk identification with intelligent automation. Altitude constantly prioritizes your security to make sure the most important data stays the most secure. Check them out at altitudenetworks.com.